Doon 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 Live. The first time we've ever performed that song live and in person together. You and I are here sitting in chairs side by side. The way it was always meant to be. Yeah, it feels it feels only natural. Uh <laughs> welcome to Dune Dudes. Uh the only podcast about Dune by dudes. And by dudes. We don't just mean, you know, cis, hetero males. This isn't just about guys in ripped, sleeveless denim vests. With muscles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chugging a beer with an American flag bandana. Nope, not those dudes. The kind of dudes that uh, we are referring to, it's, it's more of an idea. Or an ideal than a uh, uh, a physical being. Yeah, I like to think of dude slash dudes, the plural form, as a gender neutral term. Absolutely gender neutral. I agree. You know, I agree. Because um, I mean, it turns out in the real world, mm-hmm. go on. Some people who, um, you know, the the stereotypical uh, dude image that people have uh sometimes those people turn out to be the worst they they do and they actually they they, uh at first you think they're dudes and then they turn out that they're just dicks nice from dudes to dupes yeah exactly yeah 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 so all the dudes out there and you know who you are (laughs) you might be slamming back a brewski with a denim vest on or you know what you might be not not doing that <laughs> sipping a cup of tea perhaps yeah maybe just taking a whole bunch of strange powder from a bag <laughs> and sucking it down chasing it with a glass of water to give you strange spice boosting drug powers well hey i mean i i i must admit i was inspired by by dune yeah and I, I, I do ask my girlfriend to refer to me as Connor Muad'Dib. Yeah, you you do have a bit of a um a Fremen vibe to you. In fact, I Thank think you. your your eyes might be changing color a little. Yes, they're, they're very uh slowly but surely they are they're turning to a uh, uh, blue on blue. Yeah, you're color. you're addicted to the spice. I am. I am. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think I'd consp- I I I'd compare the spice more to my Lexapro. Yeah, the SSRI, the SSRI that I'm uh, addicted to, or because if I stop taking that, I might actually die. That's right. True. True. So, and you do say that sometimes it gives you uh, remarkable powers of clarity and foresight. Yeah, correct. No, I I I I pretty much only have my my future visions um, <laughs> after right after I take my SSRI <laughs> every night. Yeah, strange. Yeah, it's it's part of the weirding way. <laughs> and you you are a weird uh, a weird dude, my friend. Well, thank you, thank you. As are you. Thank you too. Uh, 
We just watched the mother freaking Dune movie. Oh my god, we actually did it. We actually, the Mad Lads did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They bloody well did it. Yeah. Oi, oi, there! They sure did. Oi, there, Governor Doy, there. That's a good. I mean, the the mixture of accents in this movie yeah. was was interesting yeah. too. But so, anyways, yeah, this is extremely exciting for me. And for you, and I'm mm. sure for all the listeners, mm. all, um, the, all the dudes out there in Dude Nation. Correct. Yes, we finished reading the book, as you all know. The last episode was Quizats Chatterack. The Quizats Chatterack, or 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 the Quizats Chatterack, as they would have pronounced I, it in the movie. I don't recognize that pronunciation. Um. So that is yeah. So we we finished reading the book. It, it's it's been a few weeks now, and we've had a lot of time to think. A lot of time to think about uh, about things. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just tease right now that we do we have a big announcement at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. We have a very big announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stay tuned. You don't don't fast forward ahead to find out what the announcement is. Listen to this whole thing, and then you know, as as a little treat at the end, you'll find out uh, what our big, massive announcement is. Yeah, get ready. But yes, we did. We came together. In person, yeah, to watch Dune, the movie from 1984, directed by David Lynch, correct? Who is of uh, Twin Peaks fame, as well as other movies, movies and uh, such as Twin Peaks, the movie. <laughs> uh, that's known as Firewalk with Me, my friend. Mm, I see. Okay. Uh yes, Twin Peaks and many other movies, Blue Velvet, Inland Emp- Empire, um, almost Return of the Jedi. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, I I, I I'm 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 pretty sure that I'm not making that up, and I told Connor that right before we. Connor is a massive Star Wars fan. I am. Even you're more of a Star Wars fan than a Harry Potter fan, or vice versa. You're you're more into Harry Potter than you are Star Wars. I can never tell. <laughs> you you should be able to tell. <laughs> you should be able to tell pretty clearly. Um, <clears throat> you know, for me, there is no turf war. Let me just say that, okay? Uh, all yeah. Star Wars <laughs> all the time, baby. I thought you said um, before that that you respect J.K. Rowling more than George <laughs> Lucas. You think George Lucas should be more canceled than he is for... Well. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, just, I know. Uh, you, you really like to put words in my mouth. I, I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. No, fuck J.K. Rowling. Yep. Um, George Lucas is still a man. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's not perfect either, but he's no Oh, turf. God. What he's, is he What what, what is he going to be canceled I, for? No, I don't know. I mean, he said some weird things. Like when he sold Star Wars to Disney, he's like, it's like it's like I, I sold my children to white slavers. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? <laughs> yeah, he really. Yeah. He's, oh, those, George. It's like real. It's a real Why? quote. Uh, which, you know, is definitely in, in poor taste. Yeah, not, absolutely. Not I, I wouldn't cancel the guy over it, but in poor mm-hmm. taste. And he, he's definitely he's not he's not made the best creative decisions. I think uh, he's let a lot of stuff go to his head, but. You know, I can't help but love the man. Yeah, yeah, he's he's one of those lovable weird uncles, I think. Yeah, he is. out there in the world. Yep, he's he just like uh, we are dudes to everyone. He he's kind of like uh, an, uh, a weird sci-fi uncle. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel that. And uh, 
So yeah, this this movie obviously. So okay. Oh what, right, Dune. We're talking Dune. About Dune. We're talking about Thank Dune. You. you brought up Star Wars, and I got confused. We're talking about Dune. Um, what were your preconceived ideas, um, or your thoughts on this movie before we had watched it? What did you know? What What did you uh, expect going into it? Okay, so I didn't really know anything about the movie except that it's supposed to be very weird um and that it 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 doesn't make a lot of sense if you don't have previous dune knowledge i have to say that's spot on <laughs> i would have been so lost so much is either unexplained or poorly explained to the point where like i i always knew what was happening but i almost couldn't believe it was happening yeah but, but in terms of um preconceived shit i mean um i i really just felt like i was in for a wild ride you know and that it was kind of just going to be like you know buckle up and get ready and that's exactly what happened i have to say yeah i i agree i mean like parts of it like actual bits and pieces of the movie surprised me for sure (laughs) Just because, you know, I mean, there, there's there's some things in this movie like how could you predict or how could you expect <coughs> yeah. this to happen or, or this to, to be portrayed that way. Um, but when people say that that um, David Lynch's Dune is is weird, strange and uh, a mess, like they're right. They're, they're not exaggerating. A lot of times people who, who love a book or love a franchise and there's an adaptation that they don't particularly like. They will exaggerate, true, and kind of shit on it for no reason. Um, but pretty much everything that I've I've read about, uh, you know, people's perceptions of of this film have been accurate, whether they like that or not. I personally, I uh, just I don't know. After having read the book and knowing that we're going to get another adaptation mm-hmm. like in the near future i was really really happy with <laughs> with how bizarre um this movie was yeah and like how how fun it was to watch like it it really was just like i mean i said while we were watching it like the practical effects the special effects were for 84 like i mean they're they, they look like shit sometimes they do a lot of the time but there's so much fucking fun and they're mm-hmm. so bizarre and wacky and um trippy even uh and and it, it is a wild ride and, and i i really really enjoyed it um and i you know the the acting was fun it was very it was campy it was like very campy a lot of the time it was yeah um all the costume like it was all very well thought out yeah i just quickly going back to like talking about how um people from like beloved franchises that start off as books or whatever like usually shit on the adaptation you know a lot of times that happens because of the changes that they make to the source material and i think what's really interesting about this this Dune movie by David Lynch is that 
is that it really doesn't change that much. Like the the things that it does show that it does interpret some of it is like one to one. It may not be done exceptionally well, um but like so much of the dialogue is ripped straight from the book, you know? And so it's not even like oh, they're changing all this stuff. It's more about like what do they omit and like what do they choose to show? Because obviously yeah. there's so much that happens within the entirety of the book. They they can't do everything. Yeah, that's that's one of the. I mean, I I think the main complaints too that even um, David Lynch himself had um, is just how limited kind of I think the resource or or just just how how uh, squeezed he was for time. Because I, I do think that there and again I could be totally wrong. But uh, I, I think I've read somewhere that um, there is just a, a, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, material that's been cut from this movie. Um, and based on my viewing, I, 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 I do think that is probably the truth. Because um, like Connor said, uh, mo- like a, a very good portion of, of the dialogue in the movie is from the book. Um, and it's it's even from like the like the prose like like not even just the dialogue like it's from you know from it's 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 characters thoughts yeah and, yep. um yeah so it's very very accurate to, to the source text in, in a literal sense yes in um just the overarching so the, the the overarching picture like they cover pretty much all of the main beats uh, the story has a beginning, middle, and end. Um, I guess you know if if we're going into issues, I'm not sure where you want to start with the movie because because we have there's so there's so much to yeah, to, to cover. Start so, anywhere. I I mean so okay, you take the lead. What do you okay. think about? Um, let's just start from from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was super into the beginning of this movie. It. Like, right off the bat, it has no reservations about being, like, weird. It's like, oh, like, sometimes, uh, you know, obviously this movie's older. I feel like now, like, the way that so many different franchises are being adapted into movies, you know, from, like, comics and shit that are already super weird, when they're turned into a movie, they, like, tone down the weirdness, you know? They're like, oh, it can't be too weird because, Mm -hmm. like, you know, audiences. Yep. This movie just like starts weird. It's just like <laughs> first scene. They're like weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's the weirding way, like it right is. off the bat. Like, uh-huh. um, but I love how, uh, like strict it feels like about starting like the book because the very first thing we get in the movie is the princess Irulan reading her like initial excerpt, uh-huh. just like to the screen to the yes. audience. Yep. Yep. And it's for no reason like her image keeps like fading in, in and, and out. out. I have no idea why. Yeah, there, there, there's there's nothing that <laughs> explains right. that. Just, just at like weird times too. Like yeah, it's, no, it's just, it doesn't make sense. No. The imagery is super strange. It is. But like that's what's cool about it. Uh-huh. You know, that's what that's what makes it fun to watch. Um, and uh, so like it, it starts off. It kind of just has to like dump all this information and exposition on you in order to like even start the movie, you know? Yeah, it's it's instead of the uh the the, the text crawl of of the Star Wars franchise yeah. we have 
Princess Arrowland fading in and out. True, true, <laughs> right. And like, it's definitely one of the things that's like apparent about like um, where the book has an advantage because it's able to like deliver this information very organically and like piecemeal over yeah. the, over the the course of hundreds of pages. Yes. You know? And instead, the movie's just like. Here, this is the Harkonnen planet. This is Caladan. This is Arrakis. <laughs> this is the spice. The spice gives people powers. Yeah. The reason that's important is because they can fucking fold space. And yeah. then, like, but also the Bene Gesserit and this and that. And it's like everything all at once. The first five minutes is only talking, and then they're like, and scene, like start. <laughs> and you're like, what? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it spells everything out like way more in in way more detail than the book divulged yeah yeah you yeah. know because because um we 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 spent a lot of time being like what does what does the spice actually do yeah yeah we were in the dark who, who are these people what what are the houses what what's the the guild um the emperor is he like the emperor of everything like <laughs> you know um but the the movie i mean wisely it, it's i think they realized that, that there's no time for that yeah for that kind of slow unfolding and they just they dump it all on you for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it works in this, um, just w- w- within this movie. I think I think it works. Yeah. Um, I think you can. You know, I, th- I think when you're adapting this movie, if you really want to be as faithful to the book as possible, I mean, first off, you would have to have a longer runtime or split it into multiple movies. Yep. Um, but two, you you kind of have to let a lot of things go unspoken yes. or unsaid, and you have to kind of re- re- like rely on, um, like a lot of body language. I think like you, you have to like rely on a lot of actors' body language and uh, and and just like just just have like a lot of foreshadowing in there um, to kind of litter the the the, the clues throughout the movie. Uh, they did not do that in this film. Everything was literal. Everything was spoken. Yep. Um, even their thoughts, like you said, which is a, even their thoughts. Yeah. A really good point. It, you, you know, you mentioned, and I agree with you, like that. It was cool to see that depicted in a movie. You know, usually you wouldn't have characters' thoughts um, like telegraphed to the audience so literally, and yet this movie does, like almost out of necessity. Yeah. Because otherwise, you'd be even more confused. Than you already should be. Yeah. If you're if you're an audience member coming to this, you know, with no Dune knowledge, like you need to know what they're thinking because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to be like, why is this character doing this? Yeah. Why is this happening? So, in some ways, it's kind of like a cool style, and you're like, oh, David Lynch, like I like that you do that. But in other ways, just like you're saying, like you also lose so much of the subtlety and like that intrigue that makes the book so interesting, even though in the book you also read their thoughts um in the movie like everything has to be so super condensed that it it always feels like characters are delivering information just so you know what's happening yeah you know, no one like no one really has like character development or no one really like interacts with other characters in a way that's like oh this is like a cool character moment it feels like it's always in service to progressing the story because there's so much story that exactly. they need to get through. Yeah, you know? they they make a lot of sacrifices. Yeah, in the movie. Um. Uh. So yeah, I mean, I think we'll get into that down the line. What What did you so just What did you think of all the uh, the actors and how they yeah. pe- they portrayed the the main characters? We got 
we got Paul, we got yep. um, Duke Lito, we have Jessica, Yui, Howitt, Gurney. Yeah, I feel like there's one thing I got to get, like, right off the bat, if we're talking about the cast of characters. Um, the dog? No. <laughs> but yes, yes, the dog, which is a, a weird... They have a dog. <laughs> they do. They have a cat, too, and we'll, we'll, get, to, we'll get to that. <laughs> yes, there is a cat. Um, I mean, I, I guess, I don't know if I'm like, if what I'm remembering is what was described in the book, or if it's just how I interpreted some of the characters, um, but I was struck by the fact that everyone in this cast is white. Yeah. And I mean everyone. Every, everyone. Every single Everyone's one. white. And I think that's particularly important in this story. Like, people bring that up about Star Wars all the time and shit, and rightfully so. I mean, it shouldn't just be an all-white cast. Like, it's good to have diversity um, in your cast. You're forgetting Lando. Oh, no, I'm not. Okay, <laughs> but, but no, no, no. But, like, with Dune specifically, so much of it is clearly pulling from, from you know, the, from the Middle East, from, like... Uh, islam you know yeah. from well that's from like that muslim culture and so uh -huh. i kind of always imagined the fremen as not being white sure and yet they're yeah. all all white like everyone again yeah. everyone yeah. you know mm -hmm. um and that like i again i honestly don't remember if that's explicitly spelled out in the book or if that's just like an asso association that i kind of felt was there while reading yeah but, so, so but I, it felt like whitewashing honestly yeah yeah i mean it did definitely it definitely so here here's the thing i think there's two important things to bring up in regards to this point which is a good point um frank herbert definitely i've seen people say that he said this like I, i've looked in i've been i've been within the dune community just like looking just like reading people's thoughts about the book in this in in, in the series and uh um especially since the new trailer dropped yeah yeah um frank herbert's intention was that the fremen yeah the the, the fremen um d do pull a lot from middle eastern culture like that that was his intention writing it um you know he he wanted to represent that that culture i mean in it's 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 many years in the future, you know, yeah, or yeah. or in, in an alternate reality, whatever. Um, I don't know. What, but the funny thing too is, I don't think it's I don't think the year is stated in the book, but it mm -hmm. is in the movie. Right, it's like ten thousand something. Ten, ten thousand one hundred ninety one. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> in the movie, in the book, it's not it's it's not specified. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so so it's it's intentionally taken from Middle Eastern, you know, Islam culture, uh, but. But it is set so far in the future they never describe the color of of their skin. Yeah. Um and I've I've seen people say like, well, if it's so far in the future, like it doesn't matter anyways, like race relations will be so different. I mean, people won't even be the same color. It it'll just be so um just things will change so much that that our perception of race will be will be irrelevant yeah and i i agree with that but also when you look at just the hollywood reality in 1984 right of course it was whitewashing of course yeah, yeah yeah they they picked all white actors for kind of um 
this this set of of uh of of people who who are definitely inspired by the Middle East and I mean they <laughs> they could have cast a more diverse uh, group um, and they chose not to like every other movie uh, yeah yeah ever you know I mean up until recently what I mean I don't know uh, so yeah it it sucks and it's bad that they did that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it is I mean um, it's but the the one funny thing, and I we haven't seen the new movie yet. Um, right, it's not out. It's not out yet. It's not, it's not we, out. We've seen one trailer. Yep. But in that one trailer, they they refer to the jihad as it's as it is said in the book as a crusade. Yeah. Um. In the in this movie, they they still refer to it as a jihad, which yes. which is how it's said in the book many times. Um. But I I think. Um. I don't know if if there will be. I'm not sure if that word will make an appearance in the in the new adaptation because um, of, I mean, just <laughs> our culture's Islamopho- Islamophobia and yeah, just how, how how things have. I can see how that would be perceived as a, a loaded term. Yeah, even though it's not. I mean, it may it means the same thing as crusade. Yeah, it just crusade is like oh it, that's a nice christian war yeah right <laughs> like the jihad is is is, is a bad islamic war yeah like, right, right right so it's it's very silly but um i thought that was interesting no it's true um obviously it's it's a much more loaded term now than in 19 than in 65 when when herbie wrote the book yes yep you know. um so yeah at any rate uh i just wanted to mention that i'm, I'm yeah <laughs> I'm glad we we touched on that because it's definitely uh, worth bringing up. But that, that being said, in terms of like what I actually thought about the cast itself and the acting, um, I, I think it kind of goes back to what I mentioned before. Like the, I don't feel like the characters get a lot of opportunity to act in a way that's convincing. And so like, because the story's going a mile a minute that like, the the characters are then sort of like forced to overact like it feels like a lot of melodrama mm-hmm. like there's that one scene where uh after the duke dies and paul and jessica are uh ha- have a, have escaped they're in the glider or whatever the ornithopter after they kill the guards jessica's like he he's dead he's <laughs> dead <laughs> Like she literally like wails like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm rolling yeah. my eyes. Like okay, I get like there's campy and then there's just like bad. You just, know, <laughs> it just wasn't just wasn't good. Um, yeah, there's and it's too bad because a, a, a lot of the characters I think are probably well cast. Yeah, and are also all like very good actors in their own right. Like I know Patrick Stewart is a good actor, yep. and he probably would be a really cool Gurney Halleck. But he doesn't get any of the cool gurney moments. Like we never see him play the balisette. You're right. Once. He, he he just he holds it in the first scene he's yep. in. That's it. That's, yeah. That's a damn shame. That really is. Right. That fucking sucks. Actually. Yeah. I mean, like Patrick Stewart is like a classically trained Shakespearean actor who like reads sonnets and yeah. and I, I probably does play music and shit, or at least could convincingly act like he does. I, I would say so. Yeah. And he's never given that opportunity, no. which is such a cool part of Gurney's character it is. too. Like he's absolutely wasted. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he's, I mean, all of the supporting cast is wasted. Yes. Um, 
because the the cast is so big. Exactly, they they don't have time to. Right. And the story's so big. Honestly, I think the. I'd say if there's one character who really does get an opportunity to shine throughout the film, it's the Baron. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's probably the only one who, like, he's super hammy, completely overacting, but in a way that, like, feels like it fits the ridiculous nature of everything that's going on. Like, yeah. he's, he's almost, like, delightfully shitty and evil in, yeah. in that way, you know? He's he's almost even more or, or or better realized than the book version in a way i mean the the, the book version has the benefit of of you know they, they leave a lot of things up to your imagination mm-hmm. um in the movie version they take what you have in your imagination and just amplify it by by 10 you yeah know? yeah he becomes like this goofy caricature of himself yeah Instead I mean, of like just having suspensors that lift his his fat, he fucking flies. Yeah, he just flies. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's he's the flying fatso. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and oh my god, and it's I mean just like the uh, just like his layer, Getty Prime or whatever, wherever. Yeah, he, like yeah. it's just it it's it's like an evil funhouse. Yes, you know? yes, exactly right. And. Like those first scenes with the Baron are just hysterical. Yeah, and he's like disgusting, a, and he's like a Willy Wonka villain. He's or an evil Willy Wonka. He, yeah, he he really is. <laughs> and then with with the, with the uh, with with the uh, the um, the 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 welts on his face and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. The, it's oh man, it's just it's so delightfully gross. Yeah, yeah. He's so much happens in that in that scene where he gets introduced, especially like it, it almost feels like there's more to unpack having read the book rather than getting it at like face value because yeah. like, the scene starts and you're like, okay, what's going on? Like what's with all the fucking boils and shit? I know that wasn't happening. Yeah. And it seems like they kind of traded his immense fat in the book for just like this disgusting, gross, yeah. like pus ridden face. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and like all the all the characters are so fucking gross. Did you ever watch Always Sunny? Yeah, yeah. The the uh, brothers. Or? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. The way they're like all like so sweaty. I know, they're like the fucking McBoyles or Absolutely, whoever yeah. the fuck. They're just like so gross, and like they know they're gross, and mm-hmm. they don't care. They, they don't like care revel. They revel in their in their filth. It's it's like it's like that scene where he's talking to Rabin, and Rabin is just like. Just, just, just like chewing. Yeah, just like, yeah, just eating just, and just laughing, vigorously and just laughing. Out food. Oh my god! It, yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's dude, disgusting. When when the Baron like flies up, because first you're like, okay, he flies in the movie now. Yeah, like, yeah. And so right away we start laughing and we're like, what? And then he He's like looks at the. <laughs> oh yeah, he keeps, he keeps getting, getting higher, higher, right? Yeah, yeah, like, he keeps what's flying, going right? On? And then, like, he looks down at, like, the serving boy, and we're like, oh, oh no. yeah. We're like, I oh, know. no, we know where this is going. That's the only thing But we then do. we don't know where no, it's going. Because he, like, flies down, pulls this, like, slave plug or something. Yeah. All this blood just, just like, gushes out. busts out of him. And then there's, like, this, like, weird sexual cutaway where, yeah. like, these flowers are shaking. And yeah. Like, it's it's fucked up he, i was not ready for that no he 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 kill he kill fucks the, was, the, the slave yeah. boy this i mean i didn't even think they were going to touch the pedophilia no, stuff no with a fucking hundred foot pole i know and, and instead they're just like oh yeah we're going there. yeah it's it, like it just, oh just absolutely shamelessly yeah and 
it, it doesn't pop up as much. I mean, it, it happens once in the movie where right. it, as a, it's, it's referenced quite a few times in the book. But just the the just the fucking grotesqueness and just just, just physical, like just just so much blood. Yeah, and it was gruesome. And his fucking face. Yeah, like he he. I mean, he sells it very very well. He does. Yeah, I, I'd um, say that's the in like this really sick way. I mean, it's he's definitely the the standout star of the yeah, movie. I don't absolutely. I think the only other character that sticks with me is um the, the like the guild alien. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so that's one of the first scenes too. Yes. Is um the guild comes to the emperor and says that he needs to kill Paul. Yeah. That's the first thing that pretty much happens in the movie. Right. Which does not happen in the book. No. And there's there's no guild alien in the book. No. There's, <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's this weird fucking alien head thing with a... Vagina mouth. With a vagina mouth. Well, let's it's, say. It's, it's got it's, a vagina mouth. It is. And there's a lot of unnecessary close-ups yes. on the vagina mouth yes. while he's talking. Yeah, they... For, they, like, like, way too long. They seem to try to make it, like, very explicit. They linger on the on that mouth for way too long. They do. They do. Um... And yeah, so I I mean they 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 know what Paul is going to uh, turn into. I think I mean they have a lot more power in in this movie than they did in the book. Yes, uh, I, I I mean their power was only alluded to in the book, right? Um, until the very end, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, I mean like, you know right away they kind of are pushing the emperor to kill Paul, and he's just like. Uh yeah no I don't think so like <laughs> like like uh, we we've got a plot he'll he'll die anyways we're we're not gonna worry about him yeah um so I mean that's that's bizarre but I mean it, it works in the context of the movie it's never really explained there's never any other real alien creature except there's like the alien there's like that thing that powers the ship it's like a, it's it's like a ship warm or something I don't know yeah. In that sequence where 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 the ship folds time and they yeah fly to Arrakis from Caladan yeah I mean I think that's supposed to be the same alien or the same kind the same kind of creature yeah right um and it is weird because I remember in the beginning of the book Paul's talking to his father about the guild because they're talking about you know like traveling to Arrakis yeah. and you need to use the guild. And Paul's kind of fascinated as he's learning all this shit. And he's like, does anyone know what, like, the guild people look like? And Leto's like, no, they're very secretive. And so, like, you don't really know in the book until the end where it's – I mean, it seems like they're just Normal people. people. I know. And then it feels like David Lynch just read the beginning and didn't, (laughs) you know? And he's like, oh, no one knows what they look like? Vagina mouth. (laughs) Definitely. I know. uh, Oh, I've got an idea. Yeah. So, I mean (laughs) – it seems like probably at some point in the production, they were like, Mr. Lynch, uh, they're just people. And he's like, oh, okay, so we'll keep the alien, and we'll just, like, add the people in, <laughs> yeah. too. So they do both. <laughs> you know, like, oh my it God. was all... That's um, definitely how it happened. And it's it's strange, because what's so funny is, just like you're saying, like, how the movie starts, and it, it feels... Like, right away, I, I, I thought it was going to be set up to be so different. I was like, whoa, what is this alien? It's starting off talking to the emperor. Like, yeah. this is how we're starting. And that's really just the setup 
to the rest of the movie being essentially the same. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. was surprising. It, it was. felt like it's I like, agree. here's all this new shit. And it's like, whoa, I just read the book. What the fuck is this? Yeah. I thought I'd be, you know, like totally, totally uh, knowledgeable about what's happening here. And now you like threw this left turn at me. Right off the bat. And instead they're like, oh, no. Psych. It just leads you into <laughs> yeah. what what you were expecting. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of funny because because yeah, it it starts off with a with a hard left turn. Yeah, yeah. And then we get back to the to to the center, and you're kind of like, okay, yeah, that this is this is right, this is right. It, it's going all according to plan. Like it's 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 all it's all happening right on pace. Mm-hmm. Feels very um, spot on to the source material. And then you get to the. Um, the end of the first book way way too fast yeah yeah that um, was such a hard cut such a hard cut we so it's, i mean the the uh the atreides house they just get to arrakis and they just kind of settle in they're they 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 go they they meet kinds um and you know see the uh see their first warm and then save the fremen from from uh demise and that's that's a great scene i thought that was well done um yeah it was and uh but then pretty much right after that um leto's dead yeah yeah uh it it does all happen very fast and then like as i'm watching it too it's like okay like maybe they're gonna plow through this so they can take their time on the rest of it and it's Non- that's not what happens stop no it's, it's like a fucking uh flip book you yeah. know and the, yeah. the scenes just like fly by you You're it like, is what is happening yeah. it's so so pretty much what the movie is is it's like it's book one and then the rest is just like it's it's like half a book <laughs> like yeah, it, it feels yeah. like it, it just kind of uh it just flies by um, i know it's, it's they, they, they cut out massive chunks from the from the second half onwards yeah um yeah so let's just fo- focusing on that first half and mm-hmm. getting to to arrakis how did you um feel about you know the the the, the first impression of the of the sandworm yeah the, the the how the fremen were handled um how the the hunter seeker all all you know the uh all that stuff Oh, and then even before that, with the um, Gam Jabbar, yeah, and, and stuff. Those are all those are all big scenes that um, that I, I felt personally were done pretty well. Yeah, I agree, and I also agree with your earlier point in relation to those scenes about like how well the special effects were done. I mean, you also brought up some of the special effects are cheesy as hell, and sure. they are. But you also mentioned that some of them are really good, and yep. they are. Uh, I remember when we when we were reading the book especially in the beginning and it feels like so much new stuff is getting introduced to you. We were kind of discussing like, what is this? What do you think this looks like? You know? And I I remember specifically having that conversation about the hunter seeker because the way it's written, uh, it, it kind of just gives you like weird fragments of it and you have to piece together what you think this thing is in your mind, you know? And we were like, Oh, I wonder what it's going to look like in the movie or if it'll even be in the movie. Um, and it, it felt so faithful. Once I saw it, it felt like, well, how could it be anything else? Yeah. Like, of course, that's what it looks like. But I think that just speaks to how well realized it actually is. Um, Agreed. Like, the even um, 
even the way that Paul kind of has to like keep himself so still and the way he grabs it and turns and slams it in the door as Mapes comes in. We'll get to Mapes. Um, I, I, I was, I was going to, <laughs> uh, like once it all happened, I was like, Oh yeah, I remember it being written that way, but it's, it can be hard to picture on your own, you know, but it, the, the, the team really like got together on that movie and, and, and feels like it realized it so fully that it, it almost like retroactively made the writing better. I have to say, mm-hmm. it felt like, oh, I see what they were describing, what what Definitely. Frank Herbert was describing. But like, I also needed the movie to help show me in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's it's uh, it it makes perfect sense in in a visual context, and I mean, is is close enough to what I was imagining. Where I I think yeah. I just I I said it was kind of like a just an evil snitch. Yeah, like, right. Uh, which is, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. I mean, it's it it sure is similar, but uh, a lot pointier. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I thought that was really well done. Yep. That uh, and the the Gamja bar scene, like you mm-hmm. said, that was also really well done. I I don't think there was a word out of place. They just like took the dialogue from that that chapter and slapped it into the script. Yeah. Everything that. Uh, the reverend's mother says everything that Paul says, um, the way that it's shot. I mean, the the box I think was awesome. There's like this really cool effect too, where Paul's like seeing in his mind what he thinks his hand looks like, exactly, just, which they describe in the book. Yep, and he sees his flesh burning, and they show you that in the movie, and um, it's brutal. I mean, it, yeah, know, it was. Like David Lynch is not afraid to get gory. Yes. Or, or of of the violence, which is which is great. And uh, I mean, like today, like I don't think the I don't think Dune of twenty twenty will be as gory as as this. Even no, if it's, I don't think it will be either. I mean, it might be um, referenced to heavily, but I I don't think we're gonna see that. Even if it's rated R, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Like this was PG thirteen in the eighties. Yep, it would be it would be easily be an R rated movie today just because of that. I mean, yeah. it's it's a uh, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, what did you think of uh, of of Kyle MacLachlan as Paul? <clears throat> um, we can just say the first impressions. Boring. Is that yeah okay? But I don't think it's his fault. Again, I mean, yeah. I don't want to just like talk in circles or sound like a broken record, but I think it has everything to do with not having enough time to make Paul feel like a character. Like, yeah. Um, I really grew to like Paul in the book. I think the fact that he goes through this insane transition, I, I think part of where the movie isn't able to shine or can't take advantage of Paul in the way that the the book does is that first book where you just get Paul as a Royal before his powers really explode. That's the bulk of Dune. Most of Dune is Paul like growing into being Muad'Dib. It's not him. Like obviously book two and book three are just as um, integral parts to Dune. But like when I think about Dune, honestly, like I think that first part, before everything goes to shit, like that's that's like more than a third of the book. Yeah, I think it is. 
just not by a lot, but just over, you know. And the fact that so much of that time is devoted to allowing Paul to sort of like just grow in a way that's believable so that like when that switch is flipped, it's dramatic, you know. Yeah. You understand what this shift means because you've spent so much time with Paul, the 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 ducal heir. Yeah. And now you're like, whoa, now we understand why this change is so significant because now it's like Paul's so different. He's getting these crazy powers. Now he has to learn how to be a Fremen. But it doesn't feel like we have any of that in the movie. You just get like a montage of it. It's like Paul is the Duke's son and now the his dad's dead and now he's, he's a Fremen and now he's tra- like it's just like this and this and now this and now this. So there's there's never any time for any shit to like matter. And so how that like works with the acting, how Kyle MacLachlan has to handle that, I think is just by delivering most of his lines pretty flat. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, he has of, nice hair though. He has very, I, 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 I love the hair. I do. Um, I think one of the big problems, uh, of this movie and you know, it, it really is an adaptation. It's not, it should never be a one-to-one of the book for what David Lynch was trying to do. Um, I, I'm sure even he would say that it, it was not what he intended to do. Um, and I think the expanded movie would be bad. Like if, if a director's cut was released of this version, which I think is possible, um, I think it would, would be better, but I don't think it would be any more faithful to the book. Yeah. Um, because you know, I might be reaching, and I I love I love 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 David Lynch. I think he's 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 one of my greatest. Like I you know I, lo- I look up to him as a creative idol. I think he's a genius. Um, but I don't think he took enough time to understand Dune enough. Yeah, and I, I really might be reaching here. I I don't want to not give him enough credit. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of it could just be the powers that be wanting him to make a tight knit you know uh movie um under two and a half hours you know uh so so you can't get that subtlety but um the movie it's it it, (laughs) the most disappointing thing is that it totally misses all of the layers to um paul's character yeah there there's 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 only one it's paul has one setting and that's it um he's the nice you know duke like like you know he's he's the nice prince pretty much uh and in reality the 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 book what it's trying to do and what it does i think very well is uh because we talked about this too when paul was having these visions of being the chosen one the the great savior of the fremen arrakis um I, I I definitely voiced a concern. You know, I, I'm 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 sick and tired of of the 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 chosen one trope. Sick and tired of the Harry Potters of the world. Yep. Of the Luke Skywalkers. Tell them. Um, not that I think they're all bad or that it's 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 a rotten trope. I think it works for a good reason, but it's just been done so much. I'm just personally I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I think Frank Herbert does so 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 well is uh he flips that trope on its head and while paul actually he he is the chosen one because of his bloodline because of 
um, you know, his B'nai Jezreel mother and this manipulation. I mean, it is due to manipulation. It's not because he, he has earned it or be, because he, it's, it's not all, all his blood as people have been um, putting these pieces in place long before he was even around. Yeah. And also it, it really goes to great, great length to um, show the dark side, the dark side from Star Wars, <laughs> uh, but no, the actual dark side. Not a, not a hokey dark side. It, it shows the mental turmoil Paul goes through, um, and you know it, it's the, the 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 most important part of the second half of the book is Paul's inner battle and and his his um, attempt to stop this jihad. Yeah, which is never brought up in this book. It's the 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 jihad is referenced like once or twice. Right, and and it's never an internal struggle for Paul to prevent it from happening. So I mean, I, I I think that's a massive, massive, massive uh, missing piece for this adaptation. I think that that totally um, defeats the purpose of of kind of uh, you know Paul's overthrowing of the emperor. It, it makes it all feel very, very hollow. Yeah, that's a really good point, and you're right. I I can see why if you were making this movie, it would feel easy to cut because it never affects really the 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 present moment of the narrative yeah you know like if you get rid of the jihad as the movie does you don't really need to change anything about the story you just save more of your running time because now you're not talking about the jihad and the story continues as normal or so it seems but you're right because you lose that that looming threat and so just like how in the book, you know from, like, page one, the Duke's going to die. The Duke's going to yeah. die. The, you know, and, like, that's kind of what we were discussing for so long in book one until it happens, of course. And I feel like the jihad is sort of what replaces that that dread. And the fact that the book can even create a sense of, like, omnipresent dread that even if you're not thinking about it, I, I feel like it makes it exist in your mind. It's always it there. Definitely. Absolutely. It does. Um, and that's a really good point for you to bring up. I didn't, I didn't really even consider it that much because it, it feels like you can cut it with almost little consequence, but it, it does add up to so much in the end, or so much is lost by not having it, even though it's minor. Absolutely, and and it it makes Paul feel like a uh, a squeaky clean caricature yeah. of himself. Yeah, you right. know, where 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 you know, at the end, it's like. We beat the emperor! Hurrah! You yeah, like, it's, it's like that's not really what happened in the book. It's, yeah, it's, there, there's there's not really that sense of of celebration. And so, I, I we we've stated too uh, that the, the the first half of the movie is pretty faithful to the book. And while they they uh, it's it's not as fleshed out, I think they do a pretty good job. But the the second half. Um, it is just like a it's it's like a montage. Of, yeah, yeah. Of the of the best of the 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 last half of the book. Yeah. And um, a big part of that too is uh, the Fremen and and Paul and Jessica kind of intermingling within Fremen culture, um, whereas or trying to adapt. Yeah. And in the movie, they pr- are pretty much welcomed with open arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they 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 blend into into the the society very fast and and they're instantly the leaders of Yeah, of this group. right. W- without Jameis, without any of that shit. Yeah. Like Stilgar, 
within the first two seconds of meeting Paul, he's like, you will be known as Yusuf. <laughs> yeah. And then Paul's like, that's cool. Can I be called Paul Muadib? Yep. They're like, yep. All right, moving on. <laughs> I know. That's it. Uh, yeah, it, it really, really flies by. Um, you definitely get the impression that their priority was more like, we need to include this and we need to include this. And yeah. then we got to hit this instead of like, okay, what do we keep and what do we lose in order to like tell a focused, compelling story? What's yeah. So it's, it didn't ask what, what's the most important piece in here? Um, yeah to tell the most compelling story possible it's 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 just like what are the beat what what are the beats we have to hit yeah to, right it's to like get a, to the end of this book yeah it's a checklist yeah it goes yeah. through the checklist yeah and then the things that it does add or change are bizarre <laughs> yeah <I> know. <laughs> yeah oh well yeah let, let's get so so once house of trades falls yes and everybody's separated um you know how it gets uh <laughs> taken by the Harkonnens yes and made to be their mentat after Piter yeah Wrong. their previous <laughs> mentor uh, mentat dies um and Connor I mean do you want to describe uh maybe the 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 the, the, the interesting differences here's the order of events <laughs> let's break it down here okay so we know that um <laughs> that the Baron is walking down to see Hawit with Sting, by the way, we we yes. haven't mentioned that Sting Fade Rautha is is played by Sting, the lead of, singer of, of the, the police. Of the police. Fame. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Only the eighties, and we did kind of realize he's walking, and Sting's like holding this cat, and we don't understand anything. <laughs> Why is there a cat? And uh, okay, so then they whatever they get to haunt, and. <laughs> And uh, they're like, oh, hi, you're poisoned. Um, and, and the only way for you to live, the only way you can get this antidote <laughs> is, by <laughs> is by milking this cat. <laughs> yes. He has to milk a cat every day to stay alive. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. Why? <laughs> and it's it's just such I a bizarre addition. I cannot even fathom. There is nothing about it. There there is nothing about it that's like, oh yeah, I can see why like that came up in discussion or like yeah. they decided to add that. <laughs> it completely I, unnecessary. I don't even know what to say. They just have like this hairless fucking cat. In a cage. This poor cat, by the way. I, I know. Mean, like, I do feel really, bad. Like, I do feel bad about the cat. Was just strapped into this crazy movie prop contraption, this box, and uh, yeah, they're like, you got to fucking milk this cat in order to get the antidote. First off, wait a minute. So the antidote is in the cat, and then they have to get it through. Like, so do they feed the antidote to the cat? They must every, have. Or is the antidote just cat milk for some reason? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, none of this. None of this is addressed. It no. shouldn't be. No. But it shouldn't shit shouldn't be in the movie. I mean, definitely not. I we laughed so hard. We just like when when they said that, we had to like stop, look at each other yeah. to like kind of silently <laughs> even register like, did they fucking say that? And then 
I couldn't even. I still don't even know how to fully process it. I don't even know what to say about it. No, honestly, just that it happened. It's it's like one of those things that'll happen in your dreams. Yeah, and you know you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense, but it made perfect sense in the dream. Yes, um, and and you're like, wait, that like what is what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> it, I mean, why not just cut out him being poisoned in the first place? Yeah, because he, he just, doesn't even die. He doesn't die like in the book. At at, at the very last scene, his his death scene, which was handled very well in the book. I mean, he's 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 shown to be perfectly fine. He, I mean, he must have been milking that cat, <laughs> he, <laughs> milking yeah, that cat he, daily. He milked the shit out of that cat. He did cat. milking that cat on the reg. Wow. Uh. Yeah, I really it's crazy. Like it feels like this should be like a fucking gold mine for us to like make a bunch of jokes and shit, but I I don't even know what to say other than it occurred. Like it yeah. is a thing that yeah. really happened in the movie and I watched it with my eyeballs. Like and <laughs> What the fuck? Our eyes did see it. Our brains couldn't really comprehend it. I yeah, I might have the, more to say about this in the future, but I don't know what to say. I'm going to have I'll I'll be thinking about this for a long time to come. Um, I don't really know why it happened or, I mean, who thought that this would be a good idea? The only thing I can even think about is like, okay, so one other thing that they added, not as weird, but maybe, maybe connected is that they gave a pug to the Atreides. So Duke Leto is just like holding this tiny ass dog. And so I can like maybe see, okay, we gave them a dog for some reason. Yeah. Don't know why. Um, so it's like, okay, how can we contrast them? Or like, how can we contrast the Harkonnens with the Atreides or whatever? Give them a cat, right? Makes sense. Makes sense. So like, I'm with it up to that point. But then like, I don't know. Maybe maybe someone was like, uh, listen, uh, Mr. Lynch, this movie's getting a little out of hand, a little convoluted. We need to like tighten shit up. So maybe we could like make some of the things in the movie pull double duty, right? Like make, you know, it's like, and David Lynch is like, oh, we can connect the cat <laughs> with the antidote. <laughs> it's the <cat> perfect. <laughs> That's how we'll shorten the running oh time. Oh, my goodness. Put yes. the antidote in the cat. <laughs> You're like, okay, buddy. That's hilarious. Oh, and I love of, of all the things he didn't cut, he, like he didn't cut his own cameo. Yes, dude. That lasted like like a minute and a half. Yeah, like, it, right. <laughs> it was one of those, like it wasn't even like a short, like, oh, blink and you'll miss it. Like no. he's kind of a character. He is, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's inconsequential, but he's in there. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, the cat thing is bizarre. The, the, the Atreides having a pug is... I mean, there's no mention of any family pets in the in the book. No, um, at no, all. No. And the the big concern that I have is during the fall of House Atreides. Thank God we see Gurney holding the yes. pug, hopefully to safety. But then when we see Gurney again, there's no mention or any appearance of the pug. We don't know what happened to the pug. I. How is the pug gonna survive on Arrakis by itself? They should have had like a little still suit for the dog. They should have. That would have been adorable. It would. It would have been. You know that that could have been like the Halloween costume. Yeah. All the rage in '84 or whatever. Yes. For yes. Your, uh, for your pet. That that's a great idea. Missed marketing opportunity. I'm honestly. I think the dog must have died. I guess it was. It's two years in the future, but like. Yeah. Right. I, I like to think that the dog was already really old. I hope so. And so, like the the just the two years just pushed him over the edge. I, I hope know? he just died just of natural quiet, causes. Right. Yeah. Just. To, Ma- just to, maybe he was like the the um, the house dog of Smuggler HQ. Mm, could be. Yeah. With Gurney. Right. I hope that was the case. Um. But anyways, so this middle part of the movie. Let's see. What what else is there? Um. We meet Chani. 
Paul meets Chani and yep. they fall in love uh, yep. very fast. Yep. I mean, it, it which does fast happen in the, in the book. book. It right. Fast it does. In the book. It's it's not as um they, it's not as intimately shown in the movie. There's there's a f- a few um montages of them kissing and whatnot. Uh, but that's that's all there is to it. And then we have um the time jump. Yes, the time jump. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, which I mean, like everything else, obviously is super fast. Um. But, but I think it leads to one of the the better scenes. I like when they do the worm riding, and we mentioned yeah. that when we were watching yeah. it too. That was another thing that, while reading the description in the book of how they use the hooks, how the worm like rolls and moves, was kind of difficult for me to picture, even though all the pieces were there. And when they showed it in the movie the way that they interpret it they have this like hook stick in and they open like the rings and i'm like oh i like i totally get that and then i see why the worm has to roll yeah in order to move its body away from the sand and that's why it carries you up on its back and, it, and i'm like oh shit it looks just like, right yeah so that was another thing that i think that uh the special effects team really nailed and was was cool to see. So, if anything, this this movie was definitely a success for uh, its its visual aspects. The animation of the of, of the worms was was just uh, really well done. I thought. Yeah, yeah, um, it was. Especially for eighty four. Probably uh, probably spent a lot of their budget just on the worms. Oh, definitely. Maybe that's why they had sure. to like uh, kind of cut corners on some yes. of the other shit. Yeah. So Paul riding the maker was was well done. Now, on the other hand, Paul drinking the water of life Ooh. was maybe was maybe one of the the lower points of the film. Yeah, I I was almost hoping it would be trippier because we're kind of deprived. I mean, when Jessica does it, it happens in a flash too. You know, like does, you yeah. kind of get this like sort of visiony esque scene where there's like the dripping water, and you're like, okay, but you get some 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 really um some some really uh close-up womb shots of yeah true of alia as, yep. as she's as, as as we pronounce her name in the movie um and her, her premature birth yeah yes true that was another uh very like visceral fleshy sort of thing Bl- that just david bloody, lynch fleshy. just seems yeah. to uh he loves that shit yeah i guess it, I, that's that's a bit of his focus huh just that's... wait until you watch <laughs> twin peaks cool yeah maybe that's what i'll jump to next we'll see um but yeah i like oddly enough, this is one of the parts where the the book actually trumps the movie in terms of its like strangeness. Definitely, the whole thing yeah. with with Jessica meeting with uh, the the old Reverend Mother, but like as her younger self. Anyways, b- but what I'm saying is, I was kind of hoping that like Paul might get some of that weirdness then too, and it, it doesn't really manifest that way. It it kind of just happens. The and worms show up. They're in well, the yeah, fucking desert. Th- I mean, they're in the desert. Yeah, and like five worms show up and just like watch and they're like why aren't they attacking yeah like i control the worms now like uh and, and it happened very fast in, in the book paul was in a coma for six weeks yeah and um he wakes up and he's fine and he's and he's he knows just what to do once once he wakes up uh, and it's and takes charge and um yeah i mean coincidentally that's when the Emperor and the Harkonnens come down and uh, 
then we really get to meet Alia yeah. for the first time in that scene. That that was she's like using the voice the whole time and yeah. the way that they show the voice in the movie or the it's like they have this really obvious effect layered over it and there's like this weird like voice delay too which like is kind of cool like I like that yeah. they do that but they do that like the whole time with Aaliyah and so like you definitely get the impression that they have this kid read all their lines and then someone else dubs over it definitely. And, it and it just looks like weird and hilarious like yeah, I couldn't it, I couldn't even focus when she was talking it's funny because because like she's like so cute and like and like it looks like she's having like so much fun just yeah. like, stand, like just like <laughs> right like, like like just like saying these like really b- weird lines and and uh but she's not it's not really her voice so so it is it is disorienting and also i think some of the um the close-ups on her and just how long they let her linger like they they, they let the camera linger on her yeah it's like it's like uh, we, this is we, this is weird yeah it's it like is. uh uncanny valley-ish kind of thing almost yeah. um but uh then then okay then another end we're just kind of going all over the place but yeah that's fine. uh the montage time <laughs> yeah the the weirding um what was it called? The weirding mechanism or the weirding? Yeah, the the th- they're able to like channel the, the sound weirding modulator. It. Their yeah. sound weapon. Yeah, which is a a, a a film original. This is yeah a David Lynch exclusive. David Lynch exclusive. Yes, um, and and how Paul teaches the Fremen how to use that weapon. I mean, it's an interesting addition. I don't think it's needed at all, but it's. I mean, I guess it kind of like benefits the action. Yeah, I. I get the impression that it kind of came from like, like in the book, I, I think you're kind of able to gloss over it because you don't need the visual aspect as much. But like, my my feeling is this: it's pretty much like okay, so if we're going the way the book does it, then we're going to have Paul and Jessica teach the Fremen, right? And so we don't get this in the book, but the movie's like okay, so we need a montage scene where we show Paul teaching an army, right? Yeah. Because it's a movie, and we need that shit. So, like, what does Paul actually teach them? Mm-hmm. Like, what what does the scene look like where Paul teaches them? Like, we actually don't get that in the book. Mm-hmm. Paul and Jessica, right? Like, they don't really do... I mean, no, a, the, the, there's I don't, I don't, there's not many dedicated scenes to no, Paul I, teaching the Fremen anything. Right, but, like, here in the movie, they... They do focus yeah. on it, and so I think that's kind of why they come up with this idea that, uh, that like, okay, like, we already have the voice, right? Like, what if you had something that could use the voice even, even like, more weaponized? Yeah. And so that's sort of what they do with it. And, like, is it interesting? Yeah. And I think it it looks cool, too. Like, all the sci-fi technology they have or that they show in the movie, I think, feels very Dune the way yeah. I imagined it. Even if, you know, it's not really in the book, like it fits it, in with the world, I think. Right, it, and and it, it does not take me out of it at all. Like, yeah, uh, it, it could have been in there. It, it, it just feels a little. It's no cat. Hammy, right? It's <laughs> yeah, sure. It is a little hammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's not good enough that the voice is the voice on its own. It also needs to make things explode. Yeah, because yeah. it's a movie. You know, it, it feels very eighties Doctor Who to me as well. Yeah, um, which is funny, but um. Yeah, I mean, so let's see. 
We, I mean, we're at, we're at the, the the final stretch, really. I mean, the they're all in the worms. They're shooting lasers. The, the great battle scene. Shit the great off the back of the worms. Scene. Yes, everything's blowing up. Which they, which happens so fast in the book. It feels yeah. it feels like it takes forever in the movie. Yeah, I I expected them to expand that, and I think I even mentioned that when we were talking about it. I'm like, man, the worm thing goes by so quick in the book, but like, wouldn't that be an awesome action scene? And they tried to make it an awesome action scene. They had the same idea. They sure did try. <laughs> they tried really hard. But it really only amounts to like super close-up shots of them just shooting lasers off the back of something that's obviously just like a platform, I not know. a worm, I you know? know? Like, it's so fucking funny. Uh, it's... it. Yeah, it's it's just not done very well because... And then, then it's the guild and the emperor just like, you know... Firing lasers back at the worm, but but there's it's clearly not hitting the like the, the yeah. special effects are not like uh it's like not geared well enough to like actually hit the worm like yeah it's, it's they're shooting at like like a screen pretty right. much yeah they're not able to like show all the pieces together so it no. comes off it, nothing about it is believable you know you don't no. get the feeling that they're even on a worm uh it, you know that the movie's telling you that they are yes you know that they are. But it's it's not convincing in the way that some of their other practical effects actually did get pulled off. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, Agreed. and it, it's too bad that it fell flat because it is supposed to be the the big climactic action scene, obviously. And it kind of really just has tried. You there's some, there's cool guitar music. Yeah, Toto does a great job. Yeah, yeah, right. Toto no. scored this thing. Yep, they, Toto, they, uh, Brian Eno. Yeah, Brian Eno too. Yeah, I mean, there's some big fucking names. There, there really it's are huge there's names. Absolutely huge names. I know. It's wild that there's so much talent in this movie. I know. It, it just makes it such such a fantastic car crash. To it does, watch. yeah. It's, I mean, and, and that's one of its uh, strengths. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for sure. Um, it's like this weird stain on everyone's CV. That, you <laughs> right. Know, like all these actors' resumes, and they're like, yeah, you know. I yeah, I was in. I was in Dune. It's kind of like a like a cool shirt that you like love that that you wear all the time. Even though you 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 got a stain on it that won't come out, but you love it so much that you still wear it out. Yeah, like I don't think anyone would regret it. No. being in it, but like they all recognize what it is. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. yeah. Um, which, let's see. Uh, speaking of people who have this as a part of their career, and it might be a little weird. Okay, so this movie ends with a knife fight with Sting. Fucking this, this yeah. This movie ends with a knife fight with Sting, the lead singer of the Police. Sting, <laughs> knife fight. That's that's it. That's the climax of the movie. Oh, uh, and they they I mean they don't show it. That I mean this definitely would have taken it to the R rating even in '84. They don't show the knife through the jaw into the brain, like as the swing. But they do show it they, in his head. They do it show does it in his head. Happen. And it actually is very graphic. It, I mean, yeah. it's it's. It's it's not um, hidden in any way. Yeah, it's bloody, and there's a knife in his in his head. Um, and I I thought that was I mean, I thought that was handled pretty closely to the to the to the book. Um, you know, I I guess minus um, you know their their thoughts throughout the throughout the. Uh, the fight itself. Yeah. Um, but you know, the ending is sudden 
abrupt, just like the book is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and then you know those final scenes, like there, there's there's no mention of him um, uh, taking Irulan as his bride. Yep, no mention of terraforming Arrakis, but we do get a that's, well. So that's another thing. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, it's all that's, good. That's another uh, th- uh, th- ball that I think was totally dropped in the entire movie. There's one mention of of them um, saving water, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of of their water reserves. Right. And um, in the book, that was that was the great plan was was to to eventually make Arrakis this great habitable place yeah. for the Fremen to live. Yeah, it's um, a big focus. And and it's dropped almost entirely here. And in fact, in this movie, Paul says that they need to destroy the spice. Yes. Whereas in the book, that's just the threat. Right. And at the end they come to the the you know conclusion that uh they they need desert for the spice. They 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 the spice must flow, but yeah. but they're still going to terraform uh, most of the planet to make it habitable. Um, and so the ecological aspects of it, just like the character of Leah Kynes in this movie were totally, totally underserved. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And of course, I mean, we, it's pretty easy to see why in a, in an already, uh, overstuffed film. Um, but then it does seem odd that you would, Included after all, because if you're only going to pay lip service to it without following through, then why wouldn't that be part of what you decide to cut out of your movie? Like, why have the the small scene where the where Stilgar is like, oh, yes, we're collecting water and this and that, like, because it doesn't matter because <laughs> because Paul being the Kwisatz Haderach in the movie. um, Ultimately, like he so. So he becomes God and is able to make it rain on Arrakis. Yeah, I'm. Oh, that's the fucking thing. That's the climax. Yeah, it it starts raining all like right as as Paul takes dominance of yeah the planet. And what Feels does Alia say? <laughs> she, she, I forget. She says something really corny at the end. Yeah, she did. Uh, God. What? Oh f- no, no, no. She just says. He is the, the the he is the quiz ass Hatterack. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I really had to to hammer that one. Home. Oh my god, they really do have it up. It's hilarious, and I think I don't know, man. Not to keep on bringing up Star Wars. Mm, go ahead, but uh, <laughs> but I I think they like they really do the whole chosen one happy ending shtick. They I think they they really ham that up because of how important it was and in, in the, the most popular science fiction movie right ever that just that came out just a few years previously yeah it's true and it, um i mean obviously star wars does that a lot better but yep. uh but I, th- I think that's probably part I, I think maybe the studio yes that 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 commissioned this really wanted this to be their star wars i think so too which is also what makes it so funny if what you're saying about David Lynch is true, like if he was really faced with, do I make star Wars or do I make my own star Wars? Yeah. You know, like if that's, if that's what he thought the choice he was making was, you know, like instead of, you know, taking part in someone else's universe, do I try and craft my own? Sure. Yeah. Um, clearly it got a little out of hands. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, but I think you're right, and it, it's funny because Dune, in part, 
I think, influenced George Lucas when he was making Star Wars, and then Star Wars influences the Dune movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you definitely get a uh, a strange a strange effect, and it it, it does. <sighs> one of the things about Star Wars is awesome. Like I think is its simplicity, and one of the things about Dune that's awesome is it's grappling with like more complex issues absolutely and so if you take what's awesome about dune and then try and simplify it you don't really get dune anymore nope uh, no no and that's no, sort no. of what we're left with is this weird entertaining wacky sure. as hell imitation yeah uh yeah but yeah i, I hear you i hear you yeah that's i mean i think that sums it up all all you know pretty well it's it's got a lot of great parts a lot of great components but just the final product is not mm. what you were expecting you know what it makes me think of too is uh at the end of the lion king mm. when simba retakes his his rightful place as king yes He's a lion, <laughs> the king yeah. of Pride Rock. True. It rains at the end. Mm, yes. Um, yeah. And so Which, I wonder, you know, people always say that Lion King is ripping off Hamlet. I'm here to posit that Lion King is really ripping off Dune. I agree. I mean, just think about how similar, you know, Simba and Paul are. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it. And remember the scene where Simba takes that consciousness expanding drug <laughs> and he's able to see the lion jihad at the nexus of the universe. Yes. And Rafiki milking that cat. <laughs> it's the circle of life, yes, baby. Yes. Yeah. Uh, great films. <laughs> Connor, so do you have any final thoughts on the on the David Lynch uh, Dune yeah, movie? Oh God, I have so many more thoughts I know. than just final ones. So many thoughts. Just like the Dune movie, which was like two and a half hours. Yeah. Right when it finished, I ha- I had to remark it felt like twenty minutes. It like, did. It it goes by so fast that like while I'm watching it, I'm kind of thinking like this is going on for a while, and then it ends, and I'm like, what did I just watch? I know. You know, I like. Know. Um, I, I had so much fun watching this movie with you. Uh, me too. I think what's cool, like, I'm glad, obviously, that we read the book. I'm glad that yeah. we, we, it's not like, when we, when we started to read the Dune book, we didn't have prior knowledge of Dune. So, like, we got to experience these things, um, as, you know, basically, fresh concepts yep. to us as as new readers um and so it felt like no matter what this movie was or was going to be you know that we have our dune in us now because we read it you know absolutely so i was like i don't care if this movie's a fucking dumpster no. fire you know no. because we did it you know absolutely. and so this is like a victory lap in a weird way i totally agree it's it's honestly what you know what 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 i see tonight as you know we got pizza yeah, you know, popped on the movie. We got to hang out we got, in person. We got to hang man. out in person. This, yeah, this was um, a celebration of us finishing a long ass book. Absolutely, um, that yeah. we did love, and we had a great time doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it really is just—it's all just gravy. Yeah, you know? yeah, for it really real. is. Uh, this movie bit off so much more than it could chew. Um. 
it feels obvious like watching it and i'm sure like to anyone doing a test screening watching this movie even in 84 they were probably just like oh fuck oh well, we, fuck well, we yeah like, what we, <laughs> <laughs> right i mean like i can see why uh trying to make this movie would be alluring like i i, I believe you can make a masterpiece out of dune and i hope that someone's able to do that um but but it is a fool's errand to try and adapt all of Dune into one movie. It is it's, truly it's an impossible task. Totally, it's absolutely impossible. Um, but it's it really is worth noting what this movie is able to accomplish. And we didn't talk about it too much, but like some of the special effects really are fantastic. I love the glow go the the glow globes. It's such a minor thing, yeah. but like. I, I feel like that is shown so well. I think the castle on Caladan is awesome. I think the shield effects, even though they're like so weird, weird blocky, but uh, are cool. Very cool. Yeah, they they look like graphics from like a fucking N sixty four game. Like yeah. I, I loved watching that shit. I love that so much of the dialogue is uh, just like one to one right from the book. That's yeah. awesome. I love the costume design. I love the way they make the Bene Gesserit witches look yeah. with their bald heads yeah, and their, yeah. their, their their black witch costumes. I love the fucking spice vagina alien. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, the it's in my opinion, the weirder the better. If if you're not going to, I'm I mean, try and craft the story as as um, faithfully as possible, then just turn up the weirdness. True that. Yeah this this movie ultimately would have benefited from straying so far away yeah. from dune to become its own thing yeah absolutely and I yet mean, it it stays so close that you are forced to compare it and exactly. it, it just always falls short and you kind of want you it, it's you kind of wonder you and kind of want to see what it would be if if like all bets were off you know yeah if, yeah if, if david lynch did get free reign right which he did which he did not get totally free reign so that so that seems to be the case that's something that i i'd be very interested in uh seeing someday but uh yeah, I mean that 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 was all well said. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I, I I mentioned that that documentary about another Dune movie that was almost made that I uh, yes that we'll be watching that mm. maybe at some point. But I think now is a good time for our announcement, our big special announcement. Yes, but is there anything else you want to say about the movie before we do so? I think you summed it all up. So said your said yeah, your piece. Yeah, I, I I summed my piece. I I'm just you know. I am somebody who, you know, I, I, I appreciate different things in movies than maybe most people do. I fucking love the movie. Um, I, I think what you said, it, you know, is like we, we've read the book. So th this is all just bonus for us. I totally agree with that. I think we know the real Arrakis. We really do. Yeah. In our hearts. <laughs> uh, this is not a story that needed to be made into a movie. Yes. Very true. It, you know. So I, I, I don't care either way, but it just it's it's fun being in that universe. Yeah. And seeing somebody else's interpretation of something that we just watched and, and I mean read and, and uh loved. So yep. um so yeah, it was just it was just tons of fun, I think. Which is the most important part. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um I think though, and I'm I'm excited because I, I mean, this new movie that's coming out, yeah, Dune twenty twenty. Mm. Denny Villeneuve. Is that how you pronounce his name? Uh, yeah, starring Timothy Chamlet. Timothy Chamlet. Timothy Chalman. <laughs> um, he is actually he's a big fan of of Dune and has read all the books. And uh, I mean, I've, I mean, pe 
people fucking love this director. He's he's directed great, apparently great, award-winning movies in the past decade um, that I've not watched. But uh, people are psyched because it it is going to be separated into two movies, and so I, I think he's going to do a, a, a much more faithful um, interpretation to to the book, and I think he might actually understand the book. Yeah. Uh, whereas I think I think the point was missed. Um, quite a bit here in this in this movie um so that's that's something that i'm looking forward to yeah yeah it does look cool um i i liked the trailer a lot i could tell from watching the trailer the the things that they choose to show are clearly sort of like what we're saying here like i, I was like oh shit that line's from the book yeah. like in the trailer or like I, I like i can i can tell exactly what that scene is pulling from from the book yeah like none of it seems like it's veering off in its own direction. This seems like it is trying to tell the story of Dune as it is, as a film, just like better paced and yeah, more fully realized. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I, I'm excited to see that too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see when that comes out. You say that um this Della Dennis Villa. Blah, 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 yes. Um, I'm familiar with him. I just don't know sure, how to say course. his name. Uh, he's he's read all the books. You say. I that's what I've heard. Yeah. Interesting, yeah, interesting, interesting, yeah. interesting, 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 interesting. I mean, at least at the very least, I think he's read all six of the oh, books. Oh, all written by six Frank of Herber. the books written by Franklin Theodore Herbert. Herber. Yes. Yeah. Um, does that have anything to do with our announcement, Connor? You know, I actually think it does. Does it? I okay. Think it does. I think it's, it's it's a massive coincidence, but yes, it does. In hmm. fact, um, I guess we'll just go for it. We'll just we'll just. Rip the bandit off and say, buddy, reveal it to the world. Say, buddy, we are not going anywhere. Hey, (laughs) Dune dudes, it's not, it's far from over. We're just getting started, baby. You thought you were done with us? You ain't. (laughs) Think again. Think again. We are going to read all of the good Dune books. All six of the Dune novels written by Frank Herbert. And we're going to cover it for this fucking podcast. Hell yeah. And so the adventure is not stopping here. Next episode on Dune Dudes, we'll be covering the first five chapters of Dune Messiah. Hell yeah. I'm fucking stoked. Yes. Um uh, a big reason we wanted to watch this movie, aside from wanting to watch it and aside from wanting to hang out, was that we felt like we needed to do this in order to feel like we were done with Dune. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but the to the first on. book. Um, and now that we've done that and we've we've fully closed uh, that chapter, that book, that 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 section of our journey we are going to take our first step into a larger world the extended universe yeah well i'm i like i said i'm i'm stoked connor do you have any uh, final thoughts for for the podcast before we uh we say goodnight he is the quizatsadrak oh thanks little sis <laughs> Um, yeah, so you can email us at Krebs. Sorry, you're the host. I keep yeah, you're yeah, the host. yeah. We're yeah. recording in my studio but, right now. But, but, Connor, let's not forget 
uh, last episode, you were upgraded to co-host status. Oh, shit, you're right. Okay. You are no longer the perpetual guest. Thank God. Okay. So uh, I, I don't know all the information. I should. But, hey, why don't you take this one, guy? You can email us. Our email is productions at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at CorruptedTV. Um, hit us up. And also, actually, uh, we we're we're gonna we're starting this episode. We are our own podcast feed on iTunes and any podcast um, platform you you can think of. Dune Dudes will be there. So just just give us a search, rate and review, and um, criticize us. We'd love it. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, Gam Jabbar, if you want to throw down, this is I'm, I'm calling Conley here. So. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Okay. Enough said. All right. Until next time. Milk that cat. Hell yeah. (laughs)